Well, hello there, Team Happiness. Today's gonna be a special episode, and we have a very exciting story between Larie Florence and Camille Scribner. Camille's story reminds us that you're never too young to make a difference and step up and initiate action. Now, we're gonna have this conversation between Larie and her, and today's gonna be a little more simple than normal. I think we're just going to jump right into the conversation. And I don't know that there's even an outro for today's episode, but this is an awesome conversation from a star player on Team Happiness. As a fifth grader, Camille noticed a need in her class that play theory could fill and she took action. Talk about a gutsy play. She is a play theory prodigy and I cannot wait for you to hear the story. So, Tune in and buckle up because here we go. Hi, I am Larie Florence and I am here today talking to my friend Camille Scribner and we're just going to be talking a little bit about her experience with play theory. Okay. All right. So Camille moved here from another area and you'd done some theater before. I actually hadn't. You hadn't, but your family, your older siblings um, My had. older sister was in a few plays before. Okay. So you, you knew you were going to have to do some theater. Yes. <laughs> so when you joined in with TNT, where we were using play theory, you didn't know anything about, you hadn't had any experience with theater. But no. what was your thoughts about play theory and when you were learning the games? When I was learning the games, I thought it was something all theaters did. Like, this is something you need to know to do theater. Which I actually agree with, but you're, <laughs> yes. that not all theaters do teach play theory. <laughs> right. Yeah, like when my sister came in, the reason I got introduced to the play is because my older sister wanted to do a play, so she did it, and then my mom signed me up also with my younger brother. So we all went, and like when you go, everyone was so welcoming, and like everyone did the chant, like, circle up, and I had no idea what was happening. <laughs> but I just followed my sister. I was like, okay, just going to follow you. And um, I just, I don't remember exactly what game we played, but I was like, okay, this isn't that hard. I could it's, do this. I could do this. Oh. I was pretty sure it just had to be loud and say whoosh, maybe, or maybe it was okay. clap pass, yeah. something simple. That yeah, a warm-up to... circle game. Yeah. You know, sometimes that first step really is the hardest, right? <laughs> and then once we get going... So what did you think when you were learning the four principles? Did you see a connection initially in other places? I know you did because we'll, we'll talk about what happened in your, your school. But like, when did you start to see, oh, this isn't just what we do when I'm practicing for the play. These are principles I can do in my life. When we talked about like be present, which is the first one we usually talk about, I was like, oh, it's just paying attention. I'm supposed to do that already. <laughs> and then... Like, let go and play. I wasn't very comfortable doing that one, but I was like, okay, I should probably do that. We talked about that, how that's a hard one. That's a hard one for me, too. That's a hard one for a lot of people. So. And then look outward was one I had to, like, think about a little bit. I was like, what does it mean to, like, look outward? And you, the most common definition I always got told was just pay attention to what others need. I was like, mm. I should be that hard maybe hmm. it kind of was but it was like okay so I need to do that too right right that's a good way to describe it um I always like to 
call it or describe it as also just asking what's needed, which is looking around and seeing what's needed. So mm-hmm. that's great. And then uh, the accept and build. We used to call that say yes and. We probably called it say yes and yeah. when you were learning it. And that one I also found really hard. I'm like, can I just say no and go sit down? Like not have to like try to dance mm-hmm. or try to sing or just try to figure it out. It is harder. I think no is often a place uh, when we say that, we feel safer, and it, it can make us feel like um, you know, we can withdraw to a, a place that we know and we're comfortable. But as we know, we don't grow when we're comfortable. We have to get uncomfortable if we want to really grow and expand. Like you know, when you exercise, you want to get stronger muscles, grow muscles, you got to get uncomfortable to do it. I'm just going to ask you if, if you can think of other ways that you apply it. I know you do it in theater, yeah. and you do it when you're in school. Can you think of other other times that you you recognize, oh, I need to, like, for example, I talk about pickleball a lot because mm-hmm. I use play theory a lot when I'm playing pickleball. I have to be present, watch the ball, let go and play when I make a mistake, and, you know, accept and build. If it's something didn't go the way I wanted it, I have to accept what happened and try to build on that. And, yeah. and then I love pickleball culture because people are really generous and they're kind and they're more positive. They're not as cutthroat as maybe some other sports. And so I feel like I can look outward and compliment people or admire somebody else's skills without feeling as competitive. So. Yeah, I it worked for my sport, soccer, when I was playing because there was plenty of times where I'd rather just go sit down and let everyone else try to get better at it. <laughs> but I was like, if I want to continue doing this, I got to, um, like, just accept what's happening and just, like, see what I can do with it. Um, so you had some accept, accept and build and some let go and play there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They go together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, and I would pay attention, I would be present to what, I got told to do, and I would, I guess, let go and play and try to do the drills, even though I thought they were almost impossible. Did they get easier? When <laughs> they you... got a lot easier when oh. I practiced. So there it was you nice. go. There you go. Yeah, I think that uh, following the playthrough principles when you're trying to gain a new skill, they're super powerful. Because mm-hmm. if you're not paying attention, you're not going to know what's needed, and you're not going to make progress. So tell us a little bit about your experience with the school and your classroom. So you, you talked about there was this group of boys that were a bit rambunctious, and you were somewhat irritated. Were other people irritated because the Fridays that were set aside for some, some time was set aside for games, they, were, they weren't paying attention, and so you were missing out on some things. Is that right? Yes, that was right. Yeah. Okay, so when did you look outward and think, ah, I could help here? Um, I noticed that we weren't paying attention, and it was when the junior play was starting again. I don't remember exactly which one it was, but I was like, we just talked about be present in class. Mm. Oh, maybe they need to know we need to be present when the teacher is talking. (laughs) (laughs) That's so, I love that you connected that and that you realized there's an opportunity for, for me to help. And then, so what, what happened? How did you go about doing that? Um, I asked my teacher, could I, like, teach a fun game? Because in class we would play, play the fun games, and I really wanted to be able to show them some of my favorites. So I asked, 
in the future, could I come and talk about like some class, like after school when everyone's going home? I was like, could I like help everyone like know these things that I do? And I had this little bookmark in my backpack that I was using for my book. And I showed it to my teacher. I'm like, I have an extra one. Could I like pass these out to the class like right before we play a game? And it had all the play theory principles on it. And she took it and she's like, yeah, I'll think about it. Okay, so I just have to interject because I know Camille, and Camille is very soft-spoken. She's delightful. She is, she is not someone to to insert herself or you know, and she doesn't walk into a room and say, "Look at me, everybody, I'm here." And so when I first heard the story, when your mom shared this with me, I was so, um, I just celebrated that you had found something that you valued and that you felt comfortable and confident and interested and wanting to share that and overcome, I think, your natural tendency, which is to be more reserved. I thought it was so brave and I was so proud of you. So then, so how did it go teaching teaching your friends these principles? So when I um, went to teach it, I started with the most common one I know, which I thought my class needed the most, <laughs> which was be present. I went over what play theory was and why I, like a quick why I use it. Like, it helps me, be better. I think that's my explanation. Just something <laughs> quick and simple. And, and and just to review, you are nine, ten years old. At I this was point? in fifth grade. Fifth grade. So okay. I was. Yeah, probably ten. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> and I said, when we be present in this game, it will help us. I'm pretty sure this was clap pass. So you had to be like exact with each other. So it's like, if we be present, we'll be able to do it. And I remember the boys being like, how do we get out? How do we get people out in the game? Like, mm. there is no winning. So I knew, so now I knew what they wanted. So, But we had to start one of the simpler games. So we, Okay. That is very observant that you noticed that they liked the competitive element because most of the playthrough games are non-competitive. Mm-hmm. The, the, the not um, winning or the getting out is, is not achieving the group goal. Yeah. So that's, that's great that you noticed that. So... Then that went well, and the teacher said, oh, that's that's great. We can do this again. You said yes. there's there's four principles, uh-huh. and so then you, you did it again th- for the next three weeks, so you were able to teach all four? Well, we had to skip a few weeks because there's still stuff we had to learn in class, okay. and it went a little bit longer than she was expecting. Because the kids were having fun? Yeah. So she was like, okay, so in like two weeks, we'll do it again. So I had a whole week to try to think to make it more special so you had some people that were really interested you said that sometimes you would play the games on the playground um yeah so after a while once i taught my favorite game which is sevens it got competitive and then the boys were really interested in playing it (laughs) and it got everyone's attention so at recess i went with my best friend kara and we were like let's see who we want to play with us so we got her little friend group of a lot of people and then I brought my like two friends and we're like let's try to play and once the boys saw we were playing they're like can I play and then we all got together and started playing at recess it was our first recess so it was only 15 minutes but I think we played for like the full 15 minutes wow that's that's really fun okay so um I love that you're able to to have the support of your teacher and that you you also use these resources that would also support, like, um, these are the four principles. Here they are on this 
the sticker. Here they are on this bookmark. And then you could also play, review them on the playground and the kids yeah. were interested. So did it make a difference in your classroom? Did you see a change or what things did you notice? I saw a small change where my teacher started to use the principles. Instead of saying, pay attention, she would say, be present. Uh-huh. Instead of saying, like, who wants to, like, volunteer, like, be out there. She'd be like, who wants to, like, let go and play and answer the question. Uh-huh. And she started using the words that I knew from my plays more, and it kind of made it more fun for me in class. Well, that's really wonderful. That's wonderful. Did you see... I think you got to go into another class and teach oh. it too. Is so, that right? yeah, so the two fifth grade classes, I had my homeroom and then there's the other homeroom. I went um, after talk, because the teachers talked to each other. Miss DeLosta, the other teacher, asked, Would you care to tell my class about this? Wow. So, okay, so your teacher must have said, There's something good going on. Yes. How did you feel when that happened? I thought it was cool. I'm like, Oh, I could like talk to the other class. The other class gets to know too. That'd be really fun. So we did a little bit of planning to find a time to do so. But once I went in, um, Kara's cousin was in the other class, the friend that was helping me a lot. And she was my new helper in this class. Well, that is so wonderful. So overall, it was a positive experience. Yeah. You know what I love about your story is that out of the four playthrough principles, you started with the, the fourth, which is looking outward, because you you saw this need, because your teacher was asking for attention, and you guys, you were missing out on the games. Is that right? Yeah. It was like every Friday, mm-hmm. you could play games, but the, they were, they were goofing off. Yes. Okay. And then you had the idea. I see what's needed. Mm-hmm. I love that. You need to teach them all the way back to the beginning, which is the be present. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us today and to tell us your story. I loved hearing your story when your mom shared it with me. I was so impressed that somebody as young as you would not only have the skills to teach your peers these principles and uh, ask your teacher if you have permission. I think that was just so bold. And then also the most impressive thing, I think, was that you were able to see this would help this situation we would all be better served if we understood these principles better so I love that you were looking outward and you were so generous so thank you thank you for letting me talk (laughs) oh thank you for being willing to